hello, and welcome to another episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. Each week, we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, it's always good to be with you. I'm excited for the holiday weekend. What about you? Hey, Jenny. I am also excited for the holiday weekend coming up and ready for an extra day off to enjoy the sun as we continue our drive through summer. That's right, Maze, and all things seem to be a little too quiet on the summer front. So Maze, I know you've got the scoop. Are we heating up or are we cooling down? Markets are continuing to cool down farther. And as you mentioned, we are approaching another major holiday weekend. And this time it is gonna be combined with not only the end of month, but the end of quarter pushes we see from shippers. Okay, if you're new to logistics and you've never been in an end of quarter, three day weekend, three day holiday weekend, no less, Maze, tell them what that means for the supply chain. Well, Jenny, this means these two factors will allow carriers to put more pressure on spot rates as we typically see tender rejections go up in this period. We knew it was coming. Carriers were finally able to get back in the swing of things and swing the market their way. Let's hear more. And at the same time, as I mentioned, shippers will be pushing more volume in the final days of the closing quarter. And shippers, don't sweat it. It is not going to ruin any of your holiday barbecue plans. But carriers, there is always an opportunity in the spot market around these long holiday weekends, especially when you throw in that additive of the end of quarter. So take advantage of this, especially if you're foregoing the barbecues and working through the long weekend. So here's the deal. Although this does sound like a great relief for carriers to be able to have a little more control in the market, this is temporary. We're looking at Labor Day coming up and of course the holiday season, but those months come few and far between. And yes, Jenny, you are 100% right. This could be one of the few chances left where carriers can leverage rates in their favor. The market is continuing to soften, so overall we don't expect too many surprises, just a slight increase in spot volume and rates leading into the Independence holiday, similar to what we saw through the Memorial Day weekend. Yes, and although we are seeing a softer market, there are still rooms for shifts, but Maze, I know you've got more on that coming soon, so let's hear what else we've got. Tender rejections, volume, and spot rates have all fallen in the past 30 days. So we do not expect much of a market mover coming into the Independence Day weekend. In fact, the Ontario market continues to tighten week over week slightly, just enough putting it back into the top spot of outbound tender volume after Atlanta held that number one spot right around the last six months. Now we've been mentioning it week after week that we are seeing some tightness in Southern California, and now we clearly see that Ontario is coming on top with the outbound volume. That's great, but what does that mean for shippers? Shippers will relish as they continue to have control over capacity in nearly every other market. However, carriers, as we mentioned, still have the potential to put pressure on spot rates in the two largest markets, along with different markets lining the Mexico-US border and some of the ports along the Southeast. And arguably, those are some of the more popular lanes for carriers as we continue to drive through the summer months. Though I would call out that tender rejections still are not seeing much of an impact for the upcoming weekend like we traditionally would see by this point of time. Shippers should expect rates to start rising come Wednesday and get more expensive as we get closer to the weekend. But this also goes back to planning ahead. Shippers, when you start looking at long holiday weekends, you should at least be planning 
two or three weeks in advance to get that shipment out if you can. Well, Jenny, we're going to see more pressure on longer haul freight at the end of the week. As expected, drivers will aim to get home throughout the week and stay local until the weekend is over. Long haul freight also comes with the possibility of holding capacity down as facilities may be closed on Monday. So this is a great reminder for best practices on both the shipper and carrier side. Shippers, if your facility is closed on Monday and you have scheduled uh, drop-offs or pickups, please let your carriers know. And carriers, make sure to double check as well. It is 4th of July on Monday. And I just want to stress again how important it is for carriers who live off the spot market to take advantage of this coming weekend because this could again be one of the last opportunities in the near future for them to put pressure on shippers. All right, Maze, we have covered everything as it relates to inland freight. For 4th of July, what else is going on in the supply chain that we should know about? It's a great question, Jenny. I would love to say it's new, but it's the same old. The trucking market continues to see different impacts from supply chain bottlenecks. Imports are certainly slowing as many are calling out, but issues on the rails such as chassis shortages are now making over-the-road trucking a more attractive option for some shippers. Those pesky chassis, there is always an issue whether it is with port freight, with inland freight, and now rail. What's going on? Where are the chassis, Jenny? Great question, because we actually have more in our network today than we did at this period last year but they are not being unloaded and returned promptly. It's one of those inefficiencies we are seeing jump out at us yet again. And if you remember, last year around this time, the chassis shortage was what got the trucking industry in the national headlines. We cannot have this again. Not to mention, this is another issue that we had spoken about a couple of weeks back with Aya Bende Amari, our principal economist, talking about how retailers are currently facing challenges with an overstock of inventory. And the fact of managing the flow of goods becomes very difficult and time-consuming for them, resulting in freight sitting containers for a long period of time, creating that inefficient bottleneck that drives rail operators crazy. And shippers, and then consumers, because we end up paying the inflation rates to pay for the offset costs that have been associated with that overstock of inventory. It is not a fun time. Maritime capacity is also changing, and it's music to shippers' ears. Trucking is no longer the only sector seeing easing. That reminds me, we just had our good friend Lauren Vegan on, who is a maritime expert, earlier this week. So if you want to give that episode a listen, it is very interesting. Maritime rates have been on the slide downwards for a few weeks in a row now. Southeast Asia to the U.S. West Coast, seeing a significant drop of 41% since April 18th. Incoming imports also continue to be weak as ports work through the backlog we have been chatting about for months, if not well over a year at this point. The ports of Savannah and Houston continue to have congestion at Anchorage though, but the rest of the U.S. ports have been able to work through the backlog of vessels in the recent weeks. And that's really awesome to hear. So to remind you in Q3, Q4, we did have a lot of backlog issues and really just operational issues on the ports of Long Beach and, and LA. So this just goes to show that there has been a lot more resiliency on that side of the supply chain. We love to hear it. We're gonna jump over to OSRA-22, the Ocean Shipping Reform Act of 2022. This is a new one for us, so let's hear it. As most are saying, this new law that was recently signed into effect is one of the first major shipping reforms in almost two decades. 
And so before we jump into it, in short, this gives maritime regulators a greater oversight over container storage fees and the ability to monitor whether ocean carriers are adhering to soon-to-be-revised rules on unloading exports. So Maze, keep going. Let us know how this affects the industry. It's kind of hard to pinpoint what the impact of this should be or what we should expect. The purpose of the bill is to ease current supply chain challenges by expanding their authority of the FMCSA. The hope of the bill is to prioritize U.S. exports and make the maritime sector more efficient. We all want the maritime and the entire supply chain to be more efficient. And that's something you and I advocate for day after day. Well, we should have warned you that this week was going to be packed full of updates, but that just makes sense heading into a three-day weekend for some of us, and for most of us, probably not. Until then, enjoy your 4th of July, drive safely, and we'll see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.